Welcome back to Pessimism and Pop-Tarts. You are getting ready to listen to episode two of three on disease causes, disease, Um, not great. But anyway, it is an exciting episode with some really cool stories. But if you're joining in the middle, you might want to go back and listen to part one if you haven't already. Why? Because we're freaking awesome and you don't want to miss an episode. Also, it provides some context and yada, 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 so the whole thing makes sense. You know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, enjoy. And I really wanted to play on the Snoopy Bounce House, just having had surgery. Uh, but I just remember strolling right past it, and that was like the greatest want in my heart was to play on that Snoopy Bounce House. All these other kids were having fun, and I was just like, what? All the other kids are there. Why? I'm a kid. Why can't I do the thing? I want to do the kid thing. I want to do the kid thing. No, not allowed. It's a clubhouse. No <laughs> girls allowed. It was at this point I learned how to mix, properly mix a whiskey and coke. How are you so late in life diagnosed with ADD, being <laughs> hung up on details that just aren't important at the time? Well, don't be using your science in here. <laughs> so anyway, that's how I went so long. That's, that's for my daughter, the important one. They're using up all the science on her, all that science magic with all the witches standing around the cauldron. They're doing that all for her. They're going to keep her going. They're going to keep her going. Like, if you wanted to commit a murder and transport some bodies, this is the van. I imagine it involved a lot of the devil's dandruff, some friends going, I got this, bro. Let's go. Let's go. People are disgusting and sick. And thank you for listening. You're our kind of people. But then when the actual transplant was taking place and they're like, you know, doing sword play on mom and Sandra. They gave dad movie tickets. So this is like a running theme. So I'm like, wow. Awesome. So we go to the movie theater and we see Mrs. Doubtfire. That's a good one. It was freaking great. Um, there was this guy in there, Robin Williams. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Fucking hilarious. It was also the first time I ever found out that apparently it's okay to be a cross-dresser because before that I was always told that was bad, but <laughs> Robin Williams did it. So it made it okay. So anyway, but like we walk in the theater, it's like, you know, they just got like the, the, it's got very low lighting and dad had told me he had glaucoma before. And he's like, Hey, uh, why don't you push me in the right direction? And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like, I just saw what my future is going to look like. I can't see a fucking thing. And I'm like, man, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but that sounds like less than being able to see nothing. <laughs> so, um, anyway, watch the movie. It was great. And we get done and we get back and then we find out like Sandra's out of surgery, but mom's back in surgery. <laughs> Cause apparently she's dramatic too. And wanted to go in for round two. Now I guess they like left a sponge or something like, and that was confusing me too. Another thing about getting hung up on little things. Like, I'm like, how do you leave a sponge? Like, I'm thinking like that fucking thing I had to wash dishes with. Right, right. And I'm like, how did you? It's a big yellow brick. What the <laughs> hell? I'm like, how fucking dumb are you? If like you went to school longer than me. Uh, I'm in third grade and I know better or whatever grade I was in. You know, it was like, what's going on? Anyway, they got everything squared away. And that was awesome. Like that kidney like, took this time she was apparently sandra was like fine i'll take a used kidney for now but you guys better get going on this 3d printing thing that hasn't been invented 
So got that right. <laughs> but this is the thing. Like during that time, Dad had decided it was a good idea to pick up that doubles dandruff habit again because Mom was like not in the picture; she wasn't around, so he could get away with it. Not just like get away with it, like time wise, but also like, yeah, I paid the light bill. How's she going to know? Right. It's not like it went to your email in those days. <laughs> right. So, and if they like, they called to tell you they were turning your shit off. Like they were calling the house phone. Like there's no cell phone. Right. So they're calling the house phone, assuming that it wasn't turned off. It was crazy. So I don't know. You know, and obviously I knew that the dad was up to something stupid at the time. I wasn't exactly clear on what it was, but I knew something stupid was going on. I just couldn't exactly put my finger on it. I don't know. I mean, you would have been pretty young. I don't know if you had any. I know mom was getting pretty frustrated. I don't know if she ever let that show to you that you recall, but she was getting pretty frustrated. No, the only. So I will I will ask you this completely again, my ADD. While we were in Minnesota, did we go to a big mall? Yes. Well, you girls did. Okay. The boys went to the Twins game because that's what boys do. They go see sport and girls go to the mall. So y'all went to Mall of America okay. and I had to go see a fucking baseball game to watch Kirby Puckett strike <laughs> out three fucking times. I'm not jealous. I'm just so pointing out the The audience. only memories I have from that saga. Um, so I was two. I remember the game room. Was it in the hospital? Yep. I remember they had these big, uh, basically platforms made out of plywood that had a non-skid surface on top that they were leaned up against the, the bloody hell are those, the the video games that are like the, oh like arcades, yeah thank you yep. arcade mm-hmm. games, <laughs> so they were leaned up in the corner against the arcade games. So if you were really short like me, the parents would pull them down and put them down for this so you could play them. Um, so I remember that. I remember the, the room. And then I remember going to the mall and I remember being in a stroller and there was a Snoopy bounce house. Fuck me. And I really wanted to play on the Snoopy bounce house. But, you know, just having had surgery. Yeah, with the whole Ginsu thing going on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure my parents were like, yeah, we better not. But I, I just you remember. Your mom and Grandma Lois. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's that. Uh- <laughs> Uh, but I just remember strolling right past it, and that was like the greatest want in my heart was to play on that Snoopy Bounce House. <laughs> I kind of want to as well. That does sound pretty amazing. Uh-huh. All these other kids were having fun, and I was just like, what? All the other kids are there. Why? I'm a kid. Why can't I do the thing? <laughs> so I want to do the kid thing. I want to do the kid thing. No, not allowed, unfortunately. So uh, I, I do have a memory from that, and those two are it. Wow. So what a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Were you there? It's weird. <sighs> Nobody ever remembers me. I'm just not memorable. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm so extra today. So people remember me. Somebody notice uh, me, please. I will remember you. <laughs> will you remember me? It's strange you say that because um, I think the feelings more like, Please stop crying. I can't stand the sound. Your pain is painful and it's staring me 
actually, I'll save that little drop for later. (laughs) So then the next thing that happens, big event. I mean, this is all going on, right? At this point, Sandra's homish. Oh yeah. So I forgot to talk about um, the freaking oven. So like sometimes Sandra would get to come home. Like they let her come home from the hospital for a while, but she had to be on dialysis. And so like dialysis wasn't like the DeVita thing like it is now or whatever, where is you just like show up. Post transplant? Mm, no, this would have been pre. Okay. I would think, right? Because you were on dialysis. Yeah. I mean, post first before your second. Yeah. Okay. So you were at home because like there was a crib in the living room mm-hmm. and there was this huge monstrosity of a machine. 90s entertainment system, like the oak one with the glass door that you keep all your VHS tapes in. It's her dialysis machine. Like now they look like, like at home ones look like CPAP machines. Like, uh-huh. oh, look, it's cute. It can fit in a little shoebox. No, not this. Holy God. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm eight or whatever. And I'm looking at this, like a structural engineer, like, can the floor hold this on the second story? <laughs> Which now I think about it, recently getting mom a new piece of furniture, how did they get that in the house? Because the couch, good God. I imagine it involved a lot of the devil's dandruff, some friends going, I got this, bro. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) I'm not sure that that's how it happened, but that's how I'd like to think it happened. Okay. (laughs) You know what? That's a good point because I don't, yeah, you know what? Because the back deck wasn't done yet. Yeah. So like, all right, on the the house, because yeah, we're fancy folk and it's going to sound like it, but it's. It's redneck design. But anyway, so in the front of our house, like we had this, like on the second story, it's, you know, there's a deck that runs all the way across and it was kind of a death trap. I'm about ready to fall <laughs> off at any point. And when like, when we bought the house, like it wasn't there at all. Like they built it kind of, but well, anyway, it was my dad and his band friends or so you can figure out how that engineering went. You think, you think this is a good board? Okay. And so you're just suspended from the second story on a prayer. But anyway, the house is built into a hill. So when you go out the back door, it's only like a drop of like five feet, four feet. Yep. And so like we didn't, but there was no deck, right? You just open up the door and you're like, ah! <laughs> um, like, <laughs> like if you got mad, you'd be like, oh yeah, just piss outside. Just go out the kitchen door here. And never hear from me again. The house was built into a hill, but that hill was not tall enough to come up to the back door is what he's saying. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, I think, I think that was the intention, but either somebody measured wrong or when they were digging, they were like, fuck it. I'm tired (laughs) because that I bet that's everything else having to do with that house is very much, fuck it, I'm tired. So this house is actually bought in foreclosure. It was in the process of being built. They ran out of money. And because they ran out of money because you're thinking, oh, did the contractor not estimate right? There was no contractor. Like, by the way, how irresponsible is the bank? And they're like, oh, here's some cash. And you're like, cool, I'm going to build my own house. <laughs> like, do you have any experience with carpentry, electricity, plumbing, property lines? No? Okay, cool. Here's some cash. And then you're like, I can't believe we have to foreclose. Anyway, so that happened. And so there was always work going on in this house. Um, like the reason I brought up property lines 
is because the property line was like, this is where I'm actually going to censor myself. This is weird. A sea hair off the corner of the house, the front corner of the family room, mm-hmm. that far back corner where the, the TV antenna is. Okay. Um, that, well, I mean, it barely missed it. However, the septic tank was definitely on our neighbor's property. Oh my God. Not a little bit either. Like the whole tank and the drain field was on their property. Like the property line at that time was just literally down the driveway at a square, a rectangle mm-hmm. to put the house on. So how the zone zoning guy from the township was like, you, you say it looked good. Do you measured stuff with the tape? Okay, I'll sign here. Because I don't know how, like it was illegal as fuck. Things were different back then. I mean, like not even close. Like a title insurance company would be having a heart attack over it. I mean, everything was wrong. Like nothing was up to code. It was just, anyway, so that was a thing. So those things happened. Oh, where's I going with that? I forgot where I was. ADHD brain. (laughs) Son of a biscuit snatcher. It happened again. Oh, Oh, yeah. So there wasn't a deck. Uh, Uh, So, yeah, yeah, I don't know how they brought the machine up because you would think they would just go in through that door. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think that doorway would have been wide enough, though. And they couldn't have gone up the stairs because when you first walk in the front door, the landing to the stairs is right to your right. And uh, there's a, you know, the landing, but it immediately takes a 90 degree mm-hmm. turn to go up the stairs. So to get a couch up there is bad enough. But to get a machine that's a already pre-built 90s style entertainment system mm-hmm. um probably weighs twice as much um and let's be honest if they would have tried to hoist it up it would have pulled the front of the house off (laughs) so i don't think that glue would have held maybe this is a story we need to be asking dad i think i kind of want to know how they did it i would so we're gonna ask that let's put a pin in that yep (laughs) (laughs) just so you know we're 53 minutes in okay prior to editing that's funny um So, yeah, I don't know how they got it up there. Wow. Hmm. Anyway, so anyway, they'd argue a lot during that time because dad was drinking a lot and doing lots of cocaine. And um, yeah, so like that was a problem. But then, so this is in 94. Now in August, our uncle Troy, dad's next youngest brother uh, from Kent, so now the new baby, uh, essentially, and with Kent's passing, he's now the youngest, um, died. Uh, he ended up, um, it was a mystery for a long time. He he was in like a very minor car accident where he hit a tree. And he got out, he walked around his car and dropped dead. Yep. That's all we knew. That's the story we were told. That's not how he died, but <laughs> I mean, it is sort of, but I mean, so what ended up happening was, is he was huffing butane. And he froze his lungs and suffocated. That's what really happened. Did Hmm. anybody ever tell you that? I, not that exact story. The the story I just knew forever was that he, that not that he had crashed his car into a tree, that it basically had come to a stop against a tree. Kind. Yeah. That's probably more accurate. Like we could not for the life of us. Like he went off the road and like, yeah. So um, 
then later on down the line, it was sort of explained away as like he was already in some sort of um, bodily failure from drug use. Correct. Like one of the working theories is maybe he was doing it while he was driving mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. You know, um, I will tell you, I'm debating whether I should save this for the Dale episode or not. But there's a conspiracy theory around that. Oh. I should save that for the Dale episode, shouldn't I? Or is should there, I do is, it now? Well. Your call. I, I guess put it in there right now and then. Uh, you know what? I'm going to put it. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to put it in now. It's because this is a teaser of Dale. Yeah. Because yeah, this yeah. is his line of thinking. So prior to Troy being there, you know, I was told that he was leaving. I'll leave their name out of it. But he worked at a farm nearby mm-hmm. and he was leaving there from working. And that's when this happened. Though that's not entirely true. It's partially true. He did, in fact, work there and he had worked there that day. But he had left there and hung out with some of the guys from work and they were partying. And he left the party and that's when that happened. Oh. So Dale's, and, and again, this goes totally to his to his character and how he thought. Um, spoiler alert, he passed. Um, but... He said, and this this is his, he told me that he was there partying. They were all doing a bunch of dumb stuff, in, including inhalants and whatnot, smoking weed and all that good stuff. And he died there. So to cover their own asses, they loaded him into the car, came to the rest against the tree, and drug him out of the car and laid him down. Shut up. Knowing who Dale is as a person and the crowd that the Van Dyke boys used to run with, I would absolutely believe that happening. And here's the thing, like, Dale's crazy and he always thinks everybody's out to screw him mm-hmm. and, and everything. But the problem is, is like, I'm not, I'm not name dropping here, but those people in that time period, that's what they would have thought. And here's the thing, like, I'm not saying that like, is like some terrible, like Troy would have done that. Yeah. Like, I mean, right. if it was somebody else that would have dropped, like he would have been the one saying, all right, let's grab this fucker. Uh-huh. So it was the first time I ever looked and I thought he's crazy like a fox. He's not as crazy as I thought. I mean, the police didn't really do an investigation because he's a Van Dyke. Right. In fact, there's no even, I couldn't even find a run report. So when I joined the fire department, I tried to pull that run report. It doesn't exist. I couldn't find it. And it was within records retention. So for the record, that wouldn't be my fire department. That would have been a neighboring one, which I'm not going to name. But it wouldn't have been surprising considering the good old boys club that that department was either. That fire department, whatever. If they even responded because he would have been very unresponsive and would have been able to be pronounced at the scene so they might not have even called the fire department. They might have just called ProMed, uh, the ambulance company. Fremont having a good old boys club. I know you're shocked. Weird. I know. I would never imagine. Watch this foreshadowing. It's almost like at some point somebody would discover like a clan lodge was there or something and kept like great records. Yeah. Hint, hint, we are family. Part one. Coming soon. So... Yeah, I think that 
You like my foreshadowing? Uh-huh. Right? That, that was beautiful. Thank you. I, I was trying I was, to figure out a way that was like, what do I say without giving it away? So, uh, speaking of getting hung up on minor things, like I still want to know like what they call those things. I was trying to figure it out when I was doing that edit of that episode that totally hasn't already happened. I was like <laughs> trying to define it. I was like, is it a lodge? Like I'm a Mason, like we have Masonic lodges. So is it like a lodge or is it like... It's a clubhouse. No yeah. girls allowed. <laughs> exactly. Or is it, you know, like I think I, I referred to it on there as like, what do you call it? Is it like a nexus of hate? I mean, what do you what do you call a clan house? I mean, where they, where they have their meetings and stuff. Though, by the way, uh, I did, I was pulling, when I was listening to that, there was this one little excerpt and it's always like one line that I don't know why sticks with me and makes me lose my shit laughing. And it, this is what I said, but I referred to that secretary and I was like, I was like, what do you know? He's like, are you doing what? Talk racist over coffee? And I don't know why, but talk racist over coffee stuck with me because it like I pictured them like sitting in their 1920s outfits just sitting there like, oh, yes, this is good coffee here. Good American coffee. None of that stuff like tea there that the dumb, uh, you know, non-white Anglo-Saxon Protestants drink, you know. This is the only black thing I'll ever have in my life ever. <laughs> exactly. This is the only acceptable black right here is this coffee. Um uh, no sweetener in here. No, no, no. I'm not a pansy. Can you believe them queers living off in New York City? I don't know that that conversation took place, but again, I hope it did. To be a fly on the wall. Because, <laughs> I mean, for the record, fuck that guy. We here at the Pessimism and Pop-Tart Show pass no judgment upon anyone. With that being said, fuck that guy. Oh, yeah. So conspiracy theories in Dale. So anyway, they dropped my uncle's corpse out on the road and <laughs> next to the road. So, yeah, but we didn't know. Like, it took a long time for that autopsy to come back, but we had buried him. So, again, we're at this funeral, right? Again, grandma at the casket. Same routine. Grandpa at the front of the receiving line standing there stoically. Like, and at this point, I'm, I think, 13. So I'm, like, really watching. And I'm, like, I remembered that, right? Like, this... That wasn't a fluke. Like this is really who they are, mm-hmm. and I just remember that being very surprising to me. I was like, I remember mom also complaining about the work the funeral home did because they. Um, so anyway, we've had a lot of people die in our family, so we know a lot about how bodies are prepared. Anyway, they didn't put enough fluid back into him, so he didn't look that great. Oh no! Like, and mom, because she's mom, she's like. You know, as the person that cut his hair, I can tell you that they did not get that right. And I'm like, that's... It's real quick. It's real funny that you say that because when Grandma Florence passed away, that she, you know, had cancer for over... Aggressive cancer for over a year and she just looked like it Mm -hmm. um, was really ravaging her. And in her coffin she looked amazing she looked at peace yeah she just looked like she was sleeping i was like wow she looks great and one of my high school friends worked at the funeral home and she was actually greeting people as they walked in so i said oh hey how's it going and um (laughs) i sent her a little message later on and was just like by the way whoever worked on grandma like Knocked it out of the park. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. They did an amazing job. She looked great. She looked like herself. Mm-hmm. And I said, thank you. That great job. And like looking back now that you say that, what an oddly specific compliment to pay your <laughs> friend. Yeah. 
And the other thing, too, is like... Of all the dead bodies I've looked at, it's top, a, top tier. If you, you know, and by the way, speaking of corpses, so... Like our family business on that side of the family is taking care of the cemetery. It like always yeah, yeah. was. So like my first job, like I pick some apples for the down the road, speaking of racist. So, but like, like the, the next thing I did was like when I started when I was 13, I was um, digging graves, mowing the cemetery and stuff for spare cash. And um, that's a good segue. Cause I need to talk about that in a second. So but like, but like we dug like a lot of graves. It was good money, man. You made a hundred bucks digging a grave. So you invite a friend and you split 50 bucks, man. It's pretty cool. Uh, it was, it was friggin' awesome. I mean, except for when you hit the clay veins. Oh, oh, I was terrible. I was terrible. But because before that, Troy always did it. And, you know, obviously with Troy's passing, he wasn't able to do it. But my point is, is like, we're, we'd like know like all the funeral homes, like people that work at them, like on a first name basis for Dale's funeral. Like me and Scott just bullshitted for a while. Yep. And I was like, hey, we got to stop meeting like this. He's like, you got to stop knocking off your family. And I'm like, ah, well, you know, serial killer do what serial killer do. You and know? I think that's part of the reason I was so comfortable. Just like I'm just standing near his casket and he's just like, oh, did you want to grab part of this? Like usually it's not like socially acceptable for women to carry caskets. Yeah. Like that's not usually a thing. So when he asked me, I was just kind of like, oh, shit, like I'm not picking up my like my slack quite literally. And I was just like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll grab this. Yeah. Like you're an employee who's not doing their job. You're right. And uh, so in my, my heels, my skirt, whatever I wore that day, like I was one of the first people on that uh, front corner to place Dale's casket inside the back of the hearse. And it's then I Paul bearer for reference. Paul bearer. Okay. <laughs> There's a word for it. What? You wouldn't know you're a woman. So yeah. So, <laughs> and it wasn't until after, um, the uh, after they uh, had lowered him into the ground and it's just like, I want to apologize. He's like, I didn't even think about it. He's like, if you were like comfortable with even doing that. And I was just like, oh, no, I was like, it really it's fine. Um, like like I had told you before, like it was probably more appropriate that I had done it versus like one of his random bandmates. Correct. <laughs> so. I was like, no, is it really? It's fine. Um, I'm not at all uncomfortable in this situation. And he, he even said something about, he's just like, oh, you can see the side of your sister's. Yeah. Um, he's like, hey, you can see her vault. Yeah, you can see her vault. And I looked down in there. I was just like, oh, I'll be damned. I can see the side of her vault that I had remembered it being like sunshine yellow. See, that's the thing. Like, I totally forgot it was yellow. And it's like, hey, hey, come on, you guys, check it out. You can see Christina's vault, you know? And yeah, like, anybody else would be like horrified. I know. Like you <laughs> don't want to think about like you're that you're as close to her corpse of, as you have been in 10 years. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, I can visually see the side of the vault. You're like, oh, like most people would be really freaked out by that. And I was just like, oh, OK. But then the idea of like Dale being placed next to her really made me laugh because of how much they used to fight. Mm-hmm. towards the end of her life oh yeah and uh yeah I, I don't know that this is the appropriate place to tell this story <laughs> but i gotta tell this story because it's the craziest conversation i've ever had with so um and by the way just so you know like we we know that family very well obviously from, from what you're saying but so like the funeral home is extraordinarily professional they do an amazing job they're great 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 people the whole family their staff 
absolutely great people. No, we're, we're not getting a discount um, for that, uh, putting that on our podcast. We get a volume discount. But no, absolutely excellent people. But I'm going to tell Do the story. Do they want to be a sponsor? That we should ask because <laughs> uh, they're going to come up a lot. <laughs> so but this is the craziest conversation. So I told you, like, I used to dig graves at the cemetery. And I'm telling this to the audience. Sandra's like, yeah, I know, idiot. But like, so I'm we're digging. So this guy, uh, I'm not going to mention his name because that'd be inappropriate. But this dude, like he worked out in Arizona, I think for like whatever. And when the tech bubble crashed, when it popped. He lost his job. He had to move all the way back here and couldn't find any work. Couldn't find any work. Couldn't find any work. And he was so proud that he was able to escape our little area and, and you know, start making a life. But he wasn't able to find any work. And eventually the money ran dry. And when the money ran dry, he killed himself. So anyway, we're digging this dude's grave. And, you know, I'm digging, digging, digging. I mean, um, I think it might have been my friend Wiener. Um, no, not... Anyway, that's what we called him. He's a weird dude. He eats anything for money, but not corpses. But that's not where the story's going. So I can't believe that popped in your head. What the fuck is wrong with you people? You people are disgusting and sick. And thank you for listening. You're our kind of people. Anyway, so we're digging and digging and digging. And we get down. This wasn't going to be a monarch vault. So, all right. So there's different kinds of vaults. So when you dig your standard grave, it's typically about eight feet deep. When somebody's doing a, a monarch vault, which is a, has a very big arch on it, you have to go down 10 feet. Yeah, otherwise, the grass doesn't grow right because it gets over-fertilized. <laughs> so we just had to dig down eight feet. We're at, I think we're at like five feet. And I see something like white. And I'm like, the fuck? It's not like bone. It's got a weird texture. So I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, hold up, wiener. So kind of dig around a little bit. And I'm, it's a freaking igloo cooler. And I'm like, why did somebody bury a fuck? This is a crime. And so like, I don't have a cell phone yet at this time. Right. I'm like, got a driver's license and whatnot. And this is, I can't remember. It was just before, just after I graduated high school, but I'm like, Oh crap. And grandma left, you know, and she'd come back every once in a while, check on us, bring us, you know, soda, water and some food. Wayne's like, what do we do? And I'm like, we just, Let's just keep digging the foot of the grave. And let's just not touch that when grandma gets here. We'll... And so grandma shows up, you know, grandma Lois, and she gets out of the car. She's like, you guys are making good progress. And I'm like, eh, we haven't hit any clay yet. But uh, she's like, well, what's up with the middle? And I was like, oh, well, fun story. Um, we found something. She's like, she's like, this is not a reclaim. Okay. So in a cemetery, if somebody doesn't, <laughs> If somebody buys a plot or whatever and you use a plot, you can reclaim it after a hundred years. You can use it again. But this is a, the new portion of the cemetery. I use that in quotations. Um, so it's, there's no reclaim here. I mean, we've done reclaims before. This was not a reclaim. And typically when you're, I know some of you guys are thinking right now, well, what do you find? Nothing. When you get to where the person was and the cat and like the wooden casket they were in, the literal pine box from back then, it's just uh, like black dirt. Is all you get to. Um, Grandpa told me he once found a necklace when they were reclaiming. I think it was a baby's grave. It was a necklace. Mm. But that was it. So, and she's like, well, what did you find? I said, uh, here's the thing. It looks like a cooler, but the lid's got a cross on it. And she's like, my parents, her parents uh, originally ran the cemetery. She's like, ah, oh, sometimes they get mad about the records they kept. Because clearly... 
that's in use, right? Mm-hmm. So she calls. She's like, you need to like contact this family. Like, there's a child here. And he's like, what the fuck? So he comes out and he's like, what you guys find? I show him. He's like, the fuck? And I'm like, I know, right? And he's like, did it work? I'm like, well, it doesn't got any holes in it. And he's like, well, my dad sold a lot of these. Let's find out how good they were. And sure enough, I mean, it was, it does a good job. I mean, it was well sealed and uh, whatnot. So it was well sealed, did a good job. It held up to the elements and the, uh, you know, four or five feet of dirt, whatever it was. So now we got this thing. It's like, you gotta like, how do you bring this up to the family? Like, Hey, so have you ever used this plot? Anything, you know? So I guess like he called and he was like, so anything we should know about the plot while we're opening it before we open it? Any, anything, any family history stuff we want to know so we can make sure we're respectful. And he's like, no, why? Okay, just curious. <laughs> All right, it's been a great talk. You sure? Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, nothing, man. Cool. Grandma's like, you keep digging. We still got a funeral. So we went and finished opening the grave, and Grandma left, right? So Grandma comes back up, and she's like, figured it out. I'm like, what? Figured it out. He's like, you care to enlighten us? Make sure that we're not, we're like, we didn't expose a murder? And she's like, no, no, no. The guy that killed himself, apparently, like right when he was out of high school or something, his girlfriend had a kid and it died at birth. And so they used this plot, but they never bought a marker. Okay. I was like, well, that would have been good to know. So anyway, that was a strange conversation I got to have with I'm like, I was like, did this happen? He's like, this happened. I'm like. I currently am rendered speechless because this is not the only story I've heard like this from someone else. Yeah, it's, um, well, grave digging's a strange industry, you know, <laughs> it takes all types, you know, I don't know, I'll tell you what. Yeah, so that was strange. Um, that's the only time I've ever had to dig and found, find it occupied. I have dug graves and found out that people did a poor job in digging before. And what I mean is like, you're digging down and you realize like, you got to be very careful when you're digging these, right? Cause you got to be like, make sure that your, your corner, your lines are straight. Right. And, um, all of a sudden like you're digging down and like, you got six inches of vault when you get to the bottom and you're like, motherfucker. Cause now you got to like, fill that so nobody can see it. Mm. And then you got to redig your hole down on the other side, but you got to be careful when you're scraping down cause you don't want to collapse it. And it's like, Oh, you're like, Oh, it's going to be a thing. So, but yeah, that, that was weird. I'm trying to think like, so like when we dug Christina's grave, uh, yeah, we, we dug our own sister's grave. Well, I mean, who else was going to do it? Yeah, I mean, it's our cemetery. I mean, a lot of times you hire out at that time. You know, for like that, you would, you'd hire somebody to do it. But like, I don't know. I mean, like I had a lot of experience grave digging. Again, it's like, it felt more appropriate. It did. I mean, and I am going to tell you something about that hole that I dug with your brother, David and uncle Dale, mostly me. Um, That is 
the most level, perfectly level grave I've ever done. That thing is like, you could have took pictures and been like, ah, yes, this goes in the textbook. (laughs) I mean, it was beautifully hand dug, which is amazing considering the distraction I'm having. And you're like, distraction? Were you worried about corpse reanimation going on in the cemetery? Were you digging at night? What was going on, Scooby-Doo? No, not at all. (sighs) I love my brother and he does a great job playing guitar, but he is tone deaf. And he cannot sing, but he insisted on repeatedly singing, um, 150, 155. Oh no. And I'm like, cause it was Christina's favorite song at the time. Correct. Which wanted played at her funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Who died in a car accident. Uh-huh. That's just, uh-huh. <sighs> still can't believe I let him in. Anyway. Save that for a different episode. Um, that reminds me, I gotta go back and edit that name. Right. Um, Did I tell you that he called the house to let us know that she needs to wear a yellow shirt because yellow was her favorite color? And I told him, thanks, I already dropped off a blouse and a pair of shoes. Go fuck yourself. And I hung up on him. <laughs> no, but that's on brand. Even after she's gone. Oh, just a little bit more control. What else can I do? That guy. Anyway, so that was a, I don't remember where we were. Oh yeah. So anyway, Troy died (laughs) and um, yeah, Troy died. And so we, we did that, that funeral, but the problem was, is that when Troy died, dad, this is now the second brother that he got to know, um, to die. Cause obviously his, his sister died at birth and then Kent's twin died at birth was actually dead before birth. So he obviously didn't know them, but he did know his brother, Troy, who died two weeks before his 21st birthday. You know, to review, Kent died at 13. Troy died um, two weeks before his 21st birthday. It kind of created like the sense of foreboding to me because like I just always assumed I I wasn't going to live that long. So party it up while you can. I mean, you don't want to get to the pearly gates and be like, oh, man. Can't believe I passed up that joint that one time. You know, you don't want to do that. That, that, that. that sort of led to it. And plus, I mean, everybody knows you're a scumbag anyway, so you got to deal with that. So you may as well just, just be that scumbag. And speaking of being that scumbag, Dale, dad's younger brother, now youngest brother, because there's now two of six left at this point if you're keeping score, introduced dad to something new because dad enjoyed the devil's dandruff. Using that same euphemism, I'm not sure what you'd call crack. I mean, the devil's testicles. What the fuck? So anyway, Dale said you should try crack. It's new. Now from the makers of cocaine, we have crack. That's right. That's right. All the same high, compact into a much smaller amount of time. 
That's right. Instead of three hours of enjoyment, you get 15 minutes of pure fuckery, all packed into one. Totally highly addictive, which means it's also that much more addictive because of all that great high that it brings you. And it's cheap and readily available at your local farmer's market. So anyway, Dad already had a powder problem. And he had a drinking problem. But he didn't have a crack problem. It was its own thing. Like, it consumed him quick, fast, and hard. Like, pawn everything you can find in the house. Pawning your wife's wedding ring is a good way to get divorce proceedings started. Mm -hmm. We hope you've enjoyed episode two of three on our series, Disease Causes Dis-Ease. Well, anyway, stay tuned for episode three, coming out soon. If you like the podcast you just heard, please like and subscribe. If you'd like to support the show, check us out at patreon.com slash pessimism and pop tarts. There are special benefits for members, such as ad-free listening, early access, and free and discounted merch for members. There's a plan for any budget, from tent campers to those of you MFers throwing around RV money. You can also get the latest updates on our website, pessimismandpoptarts.com. Whether you're a patron or just like the show, please tell your friends. And if you hate the show, you know what? Tell your enemies. Because frankly, they sound awesome. Anyway, until next time. And more amusing.